All right. It Welcome to Pass the Mic. It is episode 59. We are moving into February, Friday, February 3rd, 2023. We are on Zoom. Mike Pihoti here in Brownstown Township, also in Brownstown Township. Mr. Michael Gervasi, hello. Hey, sport. Here's a thought from the old school crew, a serious situation we all go through. Mike? Um, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me, let, no, no, no. Hold on. Rick, do you know who that is? <laughs> You know, I, I don't off the top of my head. It, so, it sounds familiar. I'm very good at knowing lyrics to pretty much every song that comes on, but not when it's like that. Okay, see, so I'll, I'll give you guys a hint real quick. Uh, Nicki Minaj mentioned him in the song, Sigh, like the guy with the thing on his eye. No? It's Slick <laughs> that, that, Rick. That oh yeah okay slick rick slick <laughs> well as as you can if you're watch, if you're going to watching this on our video feed you see we do and now you hear we have a guest we have a special guest a friend of mike gervasi's mr rick thorning joining us he sort of going to bail me out here a little bit it's a little hard when you're under the you know on pressure and having to hear a song you know out of nowhere it's it's, it's very tough like i said yes. you can you can know a lot of lyrics to songs but then when you hear someone someone say it and you got to start putting it together it's a, it's a little tough yeah. And um, we're going to let Rick introduce himself here in a little bit, like we normally do with our guests. But this is really like our first big celebrity guest. Although, you know, Kyle, Kyle Oliveira may think differently, but, uh, yeah. you know, uh, he, he was uh, one of the managers of the 21 uh, Taylor World, uh, Little League World Series champions. Yeah. 97 won the ticket, ESPN famous. Uh, so, the, uh, you know, we, we tried to get Mike Tomlin on as our first big celebrity, but now we. We have a, our first big celebrity, Rick. So that's awesome. So with it, that, with that, we're going to talk about errors or mistakes. You know what? I was thinking about this when I was writing my notes. Knock on wood, errors. We haven't really had many errors other than oh. like hip hop. You know, we've been on a pretty good hot streak. I'm probably jinxing us for tonight, but uh, yeah. errors. But I, feedback. Do you get any feedback on I anything did. this week? Hey, Rick. You know, you know Antoine, right? Antoine, yeah. Antoine Terry. Yeah. Uh, he he chimed and he sent a text. Uh, he knows all the NBA champs since his birth. And this one, this one got me. Uh, all the All-Star Game MVPs since the 1980s. Oh, Man, my goodness. That is that's like tough. All-Star Game MVPs. Like, I know Isaiah Thomas won two of them. I think 85 was one of the years. But, man, I, I honestly, and Tuan's my man and everything else, uh, but dude, I could not care less about All-Star Game. No, no. Let you alone tip your cap. You, you tip your cap to somebody who knows something like that, you yeah, know, exactly. that can remember something like that. Yep, yep. Your 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 prediction that Coach Savedro would be a sports expert was wrong. He commented on our Facebook page and mentioned that he isn't that great. Maybe a little more movie, uh, but not sports trivia. A lot of people did have input on the streaming though, and it seemed it seemed like when COVID was going on, everyone wanted everything to be dropped like a whole series. But now that people have more time, they like the week to week episodes. Yeah. And yeah. and a lot of people plugged the the Last of Us on HBO. Or you know, you had a friend right that mentioned the game. Mike, yeah. how much they like the game, and episode three came out last night. We're recording on Monday, or we're, we're ahead of the game this week, and yeah. I heard it's really good, but because I'm pinned up against my data cap, I can't watch it till the first, so. Oh, man, you got two days. First first world problems. Yeah, right, so, right. Um, anything else you got, Mike, for the last week? No, that's it, that's it, that's it. All right, well, we have a guest here, and before we get into our stock questions for our guest, we're going to let Rick maybe introduce himself, maybe do a little better job than I just You just want to tell us a little bit about yourself, and then Mike and I will ask our stock guest questions after that. Yep, no problem. So um, Rick Thorning, so um, I live in the Brownstown myself. <clears throat> I live in Woodhaven here, and uh, I was the manager of the 2021 Little League World Series team uh, from Taylor North Little League. 
Uh, my son was a, a, a member of that team. Um, and then I actually coached in the 2018 and 2022 Junior League World Series, which was held in, ta in Taylor. Um, our goal is to get back to that this year with that same group that won that Little League in 2021. Um, and then I do coach um, at Woodhaven, too. I'm in the eighth this year I'll be in the eighth grade baseball program there um, as an assistant coach. Um, kind of been following my younger boy up as as we go um, through Corey Farner's program there in Woodhaven. And, um, you know, and I'm a corrections officer. That's what I do for a living. I've been out in the sheriff's department out in Washtenaw County for about 20 years now and uh, try to you know, juggle that and, and coaching. You know, it, it gets tough, but I managed I manage to, to get what I can get done. Um, but yeah, coaching, coaching is my passion, especially, uh, baseball. Excellent. And you have a, you have a history with Mike, right? You, you know, Mike from childhood. Yeah. Yeah. I've known him uh, growing up a lot of, um, uh, pickup basketball games. I think that's actually where, I mean, I, I, we knew of each other throughout high school when we started playing basketball and, and uh, became pretty good friends seeing each other. I think every single day we were up at the Taylor rec playing basketball nonstop and, yeah, and, Rick, uh, he, we, we actually found out we dated the same girl. Yeah, we did. First thing. Now, Rick, I've been telling the guys at work, Mike, Mike especially loves these lines. Uh, the, the middle school, see, I, we went to, I went to West, and we used to say West is the best. Where did you go? I went to Break. And we used to oh. say break, break is a fake? Break is a fake. But it's, it's funny you mentioned that because – I got to see if I can find it because, you know, we had two, I think, I think West had, I think you guys might've had a couple basketball teams too in that, in the same um, grade, right? I think three, we right. Yeah. We had two basketball teams um, and both teams were just, I mean, I look back at the names now and they're ridiculous. We had Ricky Williams, Lamont Williams out there. I don't know if you remember those names. Yeah. Um, I want to say Antoine, uh his brother booby i think all all we had so many players on that team and it was split up with two good teams i remember they were pretty solid you know just like just like at west too yeah we had to, now do you remember what we say we used to say about hoover hoover ah uh, hoover is a loser yeah hoover's a loser that's right <laughs> <laughs> now where did tim simons go again so i can get this all straight tim simons went to now he went to taylor center for high school um yes. i guess he went to hoover so he I yeah believe I believe he was a Hoover, yeah. Yeah, so he's the he's from the loser uh, school. Yeah. So. All right, <laughs> I, all right. I seen Tim the other day. I seen yeah. him the other day. He's our he's our hall monitor now. Yeah, we see him every yeah. day. So we're he's, uh, he he's a good guy. Yeah. All right. So our great introduction. Um, we're we're going to talk more about youth sports in our education segment. But our stock questions for all our guests. We've done these for every guest we've had, and this will be no different tonight. It's your birthday. We're saying it's it's time for you to pick your meal. So with that, we want to know if you're going out, where you're going, what you're getting, or as it's pretty been like a 70-30, right? With our guests, most have been yeah. like wanting to have something cooked at home. If it's cooked at home, what is it? We want, so if you're going out, where you're going, what you're getting, if it's cooked a home meal, home cooked meal, what do you want? What's your birthday meal? All right. So I put a lot of thought into this. So kind of in the middle of the, the keto diet right now. So oh. uh but my favorite thing probably right now would be a double bacon cheeseburger with guacamole on it. No bun. No bun. And just some mustard and ranch on the side. If I had to pick is, that, if I could eat that every day, that's my go-to meal. And is this just you're making it at home or is there a certain place you want uh, to get it from? I, I'd, say, I'd say I would probably, 
Uh, I'd probably go to Buffalo Wild Wings on a, okay. on a good day, a good warm day, and sit outside. Oh, there you go. Nice, uh, one of my overrated restaurants, but okay, that's all. Yeah, I, I'm not a big. I will say I'm not a big fan of of a lot of their their wings or their food, but they do make a good burger there. Okay, yeah, uh, you know what? I think I would agree. Maybe their burgers underrated there, Mike. Yeah, it could be that. That's true. you don't you don't usually think of that as a burger place, but I no. think their burgers are pretty yeah. good. Yeah, but I do like their burgers, so that that's fair. That's fair. All right, Rick. The follow up to that is you can you can have this this burger this cholesterol without. The, Trust me, all I can think of. God, I'm a no, you're good. But uh, you could have with one person, alive or dead. Who who would it be? So I did put some thought into this too, and uh, I could go the the easy route here. You know, I had a brother who passed away when I was younger. It'd been great, obviously, to to do something like that, um, which would be great. But I was thinking along the lines of, of sports, and I think if I could have a dinner with somebody, um that is no longer with us. I would, I would like to sit down with Sparky Anderson. And I think if I sat down with him, sat outside so he could smoke his, uh, his pipe, you know, I think that uh, get some knowledge from him and talk to him and, and just have a couple hours just to, to get some baseball knowledge out of him. I think that would be, that'd be great. Something I could pass along to, to the kids that I coach. I think that'd be a, he would have been an interesting guy to talk to. I think he very, folksy type approach from him you know he, he wouldn't have talked over your head ever but still you you just feel like he would be so smart to listen so i would agree That's oh a good yeah one. oh yeah you almost wonder if a guy like him uh would even manage nowadays in major league baseball or like go up through the coaching ranks you know i mean it's just a different it is type of animal you know different breed that's for sure yeah yeah and you know and the funny thing i always think about sparky anderson is when i was a kid growing up you always thought he was so old like watching him like in the mid to mid 80s yeah. and but he really wasn't that old back then like no, it was right. the hair i think it was that hair and, and the same with jim leland you think about the tigers had two jim of those leland managers too, yeah. that were the same way you look at like with jim those those the footage of him fighting with barry bonds on youtube he was oh, a young man. guy yeah, but he looks yeah. like he's <laughs> yep no i agree yeah, it was just weird that those two guys both ended up in the same town and they both have that same sort of uh, setup. All right, so with that, you did your did a great job with the questions, and you do have a Mike of the Week for us. Um, yeah, Mike Mike Singletary. I think that's a that's a good one there. You know, I, I did some research with some of them and figured you guys probably had some of the ones I had up front, and I think he'd be great. You know, he's a, he's a sports guy, football guy, you know. Yeah. Do you like, remember he, uh, the 30 for 30 with, with uh, about Buddy Ryan? That, yeah. that it featured Singletary in there, man. That was a different side because he was a very intense, you know, yep. man's man. But man, when he was talking about Buddy Ryan's, you know, passing and all that, so the, the letter that Buddy Ryan wrote to the the Bears defense, he got teary eyed. That was that was very touching. Oh yeah, I always that thirty for thirty stands out for me too because it's so weird. It's it was like two teams, like yeah. when they talk, when yeah, like was, like when yep. like when they carried Buddy Ryan off and they yeah. literally the defense really didn't care for Ditka that much. They, right. In their eyes, Buddy Ryan was the coach. Yeah. Yep. It was just a, and they came right out and said it. Like, yeah. could you imagine? Like, yeah, the, they didn't hide the, it. Yeah. The reporters nowadays would be having a field day, like oh, what yeah. the mutiny is, you know, and this mm-hmm. or that, but yeah. they basically said that like, this was our guy and they carried, oh, yeah. they carried him off. So great choice. Mike, Mike Singletary, we heading up to the wall. Um, so with that, we're going to talk about uh, today um, our education topic, because in all honesty, coaching is very much like our profession of teaching. And as as you know, both Mike and I coach or have coached uh, throughout our careers. Um, and we've also coached not only our school sports, but youth sports. Mike's currently uh, an undefeated 
youth <laughs> basketball coach, girls basketball. I don't want to, I don't mean to. And uh, I, I like, like you said, I, I coaching your own son, I've done that through the years uh, growing up with my kid. I've coached um, flag football, uh, uh, not, not travel baseball, but just some recreation baseball in the area and basketball. And now I'm as cross country coach. Um, so we've, we've looked at it both as youth sports and in the schools. I'm going to talk about the benefits of youth sports, the benefits both towards for young kids kids for kids growing up and for you as an adult um so you want to start us off with that since you're the you are definitely an expert in this area yeah you know i think i think youth sports now it's it's starting to come back i think it's kind of lost a little bit of its um luster there as far as you know these video games now and these kids and you don't see as many kids out in the street now playing football or as many kids playing playing basketball so when you have an organized sport such as little league or whether it's basketball rec basketball, you know, the YMCA, literally, or even travel organizations, gets these these kids out and it gets them involved in, 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 in sports with, with other kids. And it's a great activity for them. Um, bonding activity, just to get out and communicate with other people instead of talking to them on a mic. You know, there's there's times where, you know, in the winter time or something, my, my kid will talk to somebody every day, but he won't see the person for three months because baseball is not going on or something like that. You know, and that's not good. It's good to get these kids out and get them, get them involved in, into sports. And, and we, we grew up on sports, you know, we grew up waiting for this, this league to start or that league to start to get out and interact. And, and I think that's a huge key to it. Huge key is get everybody, get them out, get them out of the house, get them doing stuff. Um, if you have a successful organization, or not, you know, it is what it is, you know, it's getting those kids out to, to be with them, be with each other and, and communicate that way. Yeah. And I want to give you the floor here, Rick. I'm not going to say much on this subject. I, I we talk sports a lot. I, I, for me, it's just the idea of working together, the camaraderie of a team. I, I want to get more from you though, on this one in a sense that uh, like explain to us what you think, you know, for you personally, but more so for the kids, what did that experience in 2021 mean? Um, you know, I, I want to ask you a personal question about that, but I, I just yeah. in general, talk about that. What, what what did that mean to the kids? So, you know, it, it, I get that question a lot. I do. Um, and sometimes it's, it's hard to explain because, you know, you, you sit there and growing up, you watch the little league world series and you feel like that you're watching something like, like the major leagues or the NBA or something, something that a, a normal regular person isn't going to be able to touch that, even though you have, 11, 12 year old kids or normal kids who are, are playing baseball that they're there, you, you know, they, they appear to be on a different level than, than most people. So just, just the thought that we were there. And when you, I mean, if you've never been to, to Williamsport and you know, it'll bring tears to your eyes when you walk out there, just the sight of this place. So for mm -hmm. these kids to walk out there and to, we got, we arrived there at night to see the, the field uh, lit up the lights on and how immaculate the place was um you get goosebumps you your hands start shaking you're like wow i can't i can't believe that we're here and these kids were the same way you know these kids you know just didn't treat this like oh it's just another baseball game these kids were in shock too these kids were in awe they were nervous and that experience for them and all the support we got back from you know the, the state of michigan and the city of taylor and down river and everybody they felt that those kids felt that we felt that as coaches um, and it's just a, it's a feeling that you try to soak it all in. You try to sit there, you try to look at the bench a little bit longer. You try to look at the wall a little bit longer. You try to look at the baselines a little bit longer because 
everything's different, everything you want to soak in. And the kids did a good job with that. They did a good job with that. And um, Coach Guido Eulen, you know Guido. Guido was uh, my assistant coach in there. And and uh, we we had many a nights to where when we got back to our dorm after a game or after practice that we sat down and relaxed and we're just like, dude, I can't believe we're here. Like, I yeah. can't believe we're here. And the kids, the same thing. Same thing with the kids. You know, the kids, the kids enjoyed it. They had an absolute blast when you're there. Every single, and that's one thing I tip my cat to Little League Baseball is when the kids are there, they treat these kids like they're kings. Every single kid that's on every single team there, they treat them like they're kings. You know, they treat them like, you know, that that they're special kids, you know, yeah. and they'll never forget that experience. Neither will we. All right, Mike, just a couple more follow-up, and I'm going to give you the floor. Oh, uh, no, go ahead. So, You're Rick, great. just two more quick ones. Uh, the first is how was it for you – personally like I you know I, I mean it was just weird for me you know I've known you forever and I get in my car and you're on 97 won the ticket you know it's yeah. like I know that guy you know what I mean and so yeah. how cool was that and, and I, I mean I, I know you've always been a humble guy down to earth but how was that um it was an it was amazing you know for people to to reach out like that and um I did I did so many radio interviews even besides with 97 won the ticket that I have to try to think back to which ones they were but the best thing about 97 won the ticket for me was obviously the the people there were great you know um and every morning that I was in Williamsport I set my alarm for six o'clock I grabbed me a coffee and I went and sat on the 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 hill at Williamsport like the hill you know and I sat there and did my radio interview with them and it was it was it was nice to talk you know to, to bring 97 one a ticket kind of with us there on that journey. They were there the whole time. And, and it, it was, you know, it was cool. It took me a couple interviews to get used to, you know, get used to answering the questions and making sure I say the right things, but um, they, they were good. They were good people there. All right. And, you know, and again, I don't want to go too far off track here because it's, I mean, it's a hell of an experience for youth, for the kids there. But the last one is more personal to you. How much, for me, it was touching watching that last game and then mentioning your brother. Uh, yeah. you know, how, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So um, during that time, like, obviously, you know, my brother had a lot, I had a lot of really, I had a lot of good friends. My brother had a lot of really good friends. Um, we grew up around good crowds, you know, and um during that time, I was getting a lot of text messages from people that were friends of mine, but more friends of my brothers, where I didn't have their number in my phone. And they were texting me like, dude, it's great to see Cameron wearing 23. It's great to see Cameron wearing 23, you know? So somebody else mentioned it to the, you know, I, like I said, I have no problem talking about it and stuff like that. And I, I, I don't go around talking about it, but I do talk about it. And somebody else mentioned it to, to ESPN and they, they, they contacted me about it. I guess somebody called in there. Yeah. So they said, you know, um, do you want to elaborate a little more on a 23? I'm like, yeah, I had no problem with that. You know, you you can ask me questions. So, you know, 23 is a big number in our family, you know, with my, my nieces and my nephews and stuff all wearing it. And to be able to go on that stage and to be able to, to just talk about him for a minute, it was, it was a great feeling. So I just want to ask real quick, because, um, you know, we, we're sort of talking, you're talking about some of the pressures that the kids felt that you felt. Um, and again, Mike and I, I joked around about Mike's recreation basketball league and like even the stuff I've coached and never anything that was sort of on this level. What did you do as a coach to sort of try to help? And especially with that age window, 11 to 12, what did you yeah. do to keep these kids out there, not only performing at their best, but also 
you know, I know what it's like. I, and again, I, like I said, when, and again, it's nothing near the level of baseball, but like to me in baseball, like all of a sudden if there's one pass ball or one error, things seem to like implode. Mm-hmm. So what did you do? What's your coaching style to sort of like keep these kids level-headed? Cause it had to be, I mean, the, I couldn't imagine the pressure, like, you know, you know, yeah. that you must've been going through. So kind of, kind of my style as a coach has been, and I tell parents this, and I know at, at different ages, you know, you have to get maybe a little more aggressive with kids as far as speaking, but I've never been a coach to, to yell at kids. I might raise my voice in a, ba- in a baseball manner, but to yell at kids or to show disappointment in a, in a kid, you know, if, if, a, if a kid was to let a ground ball go through his legs and he looks over at me and I'm going like this with my head down, what does that do to him? Yeah. Right. So I always try to keep positive and keep up and let them know mistakes are going to happen. Mistakes are going to happen. We got to limit them and we got to stop the mistakes there. You know, once, once you, and that's just like any sport, we, we know that. And the kids, they were phenomenal kids. They did a really good job at that. They understood, they understood that if you make a mistake, it is what it is. Let's not try to just let those mistakes pile up because in that situation against teams that good, if you let it, you know, if you, if you let them go, the game can get out of control. It can snowball definitely, and that's that's oh, a great yeah. answer. I, I I love to hear that, and I don't, I don't even think even at even at our levels when we get up to high school, I, I think that's the same sort of answer. I mean, yes, um, you know, my son's playing JV basketball right now, and you know, uh, if he makes a mistake on a court, like and there's they can't break a press, the coach sometimes will take him out, but he's not yelling at him. He, he doesn't let him go off to the end of the bench. He talks to him and says, "Hey, here's what you got to do next time," and that's all you can ask for. Right, and that's, as, and that's all you can parent. ask for. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and again, just my input on youth sports, uh, I, I was, I've been, I'm very happy with what my, and again, I was never one to push my kids into things, but they always wanted to do things, even if they weren't the best at it. Um, you know, my daughter did gymnastics and my son would be watching it. So he went into the gym, gymnastics, you know, he's played ba- basketball, flag football. He, ne- he might not have necessarily gone all in on some things. Like, the, I don't know if like around here, we have this mini Marauder baseball league. He just wanted yeah. to do something in the summer. Wasn't the best baseball player in the world. Liked to catch his buddies were doing he it. To do something. And he went, he went and did it. And it kept him out of the house for like five or six weeks. And, you know, and, and, and I think that's the important part of sports. Sometimes when people hear youth sports, they think it has to be this all in. I got to spend all this money in trouble. There are plenty of different levels of leagues and activities that you can still get your kid involved in stuff um, just to get them active, to try stuff. And if they find that sport that is maybe their thing or something, they can invest more time and money and the style of league into it. And I think that's an important thing to remember. Cause I think a lot of times when people hear baseball, they think they immediately think to like, um, like, like what you guys were playing in this little league or like a travel, but there are simple, like little many leagues, different you know. levels. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and, and again, the one they put down here in Gibraltar, we had like in Nate's age group and that 11th, they, these kids weren't travel ball players. There's five teams just from our area that, and again, they went out in the summer and they had some fun and that, that's all you can all really ask about. for. Yep. yep. So um, again, and, and I also want to say too, on our end as coaches, I'm so glad that many years ago when I first started teaching that someone talked me into coaching a track, taking a varsity track job, even though I just goofed around a little bit and did a little middle school track, never really ran. Uh, it, to me, it's my favorite part of our, my, my career is the, the aspect of coaching and doing the extras. I, 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 I've, I've coached different things. Obviously, I announce and do other things, but I, I, it's it, working with the kids outside of school. Um, it, it, it's the best and it's made me a better person, made me a better educator, made me a, just a better person in general, I think. And I, and, and I, and I, and I see you and I know Mike personally, um, you know, 
it, there's nothing better than running into athletes down the road. I mean, I have guys that I coached right. way back in 98, 99, 2000. I'll be, I'll walk into the bar and they'll be like, Hey coach. And they'll put your arm yep, around they you. Call you coach. Yep. Yeah. That, that's, that's the, that's a great feeling. You know, you don't mm -hmm. have people coming up. I don't have, I don't see people coming up down the road going, Hey librarian. Hey, thanks for that. Yeah. Book. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. all, but you, but you always get people that will call you coach no matter how long ago you've had them as an athlete. It's a, it's a good feel. It, that, that's a good feeling to have. And I think those, you know, the other outside of basketball, you know, cause that was my only really experience. I did run track uh, for a couple of years in high school, but um, when I, I find a camaraderie too with track cross country swim, you know, my oldest daughter's a swimmer that I don't some, uh, see in other sports as much. I, I don't know if, because if they're not the, the, they're more like niche type sports. Um, but I, I do see a camaraderie that I, I think is really cool with some of these things like, you know, it, it, even in band, you know, those kids really have a bond and connection that I, I don't always see in some of the other sports. So that's what I think is kind of cool. And with, with track, especially, I always, I always admire that. I always like that. It, it's, it's a different sort of animal altogether. And I, I agree with that too, because I, I try to tell my kids, you know, my, my older boy, he's going to school craft now playing baseball and uh, he played basketball, I think seventh and eighth grade. And he didn't want to play basketball anymore. He didn't play football. And Cameron, who's in eighth grade now, he played football, for the first time last year, right when we got back from the World Series, and he actually in the in his after the third game, he actually broke his arm, his throwing cool. arm. He, yeah, he actually had to have screws put in his right elbow. All that it was it was terrifying, but he's back, he's healthy, he's rehabbed, he's good to go. Um, he's really good at football, and I tried to. I'll never force him to play anything that he doesn't right. want to play. It's his choice. Um, if he wants to play it, he can play it. If he doesn't, he doesn't. But I do tell my kids that. You know, we love baseball. We're a baseball family. Um, the baseball dugout is, um, is is special. But to me, nothing compared to Friday night under the lights, nothing compared to a football locker room. It was different. Yeah, It was a different atmosphere as opposed to a baseball um, dugout. Or a, a basket, basketball locker room is very similar to a football locker room, I'd say, too. But, you know, I let them know, like, it's not just about the, the sport. It's about your teammates. Yeah. It's yeah with your teammates. It's huge. You know, it's huge. It's, it's a good feeling to have. Dude, I, I'm on this, on this text thread. You know, all these guys, Antoine, Travis Rice, Deontay, yeah. uh, uh, you know, Paul, and Paul Barkey, Sean Gordon. I don't want to miss anybody. We all just connected playing basketball in high school. And yeah. these, these are friendships that now we we've kept and I can name a whole bunch of others, but that, that locker room experience really connects you to people, you know, yes. if you let it, so yeah, I, I absolutely love it. I, that's, that's the part that carries on forever, you know? Sure. It's a whole nother, it's a whole nother aspect that it's a great aspect that you point out. I, you know, uh, excellent. Um, we'd love to hear what our, um, our, our listeners have to say about their youth sport experiences, both hopefully good. There might've been some uh, <laughs> uh, nightmares out there. Are you, um, are you okay there, Mike? You look frozen on my thing. Also, are you still here? I'm here. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, you froze up a little bit. I didn't I want to make sure we don't want to leave you. We'd love to hear what people have to say. Um, we're going to move into our overrated, underrated, and we thought of a topic that sort of ties right into youth sports, right? Fundraising, overrated, underrated fundraising. It's a, it's a part, it's a part of the gig. It's a part of the deal. As uh, we all know, this is uh, through coaches or through doing this sort of stuff. So with that, uh, we will start with our guest, Rick. What do you got as overrated uh, for as fundraising goes? All right. Well, I actually have a lot of experience in this. My wife is always the head of our fundraiser for our travel okay. ball organization. She's the head of the fundraiser for the Taylor North Little League. Um, I would say if I had to go overrated, 
as much as we like going to the restaurants and we're not, I'm not dogging any restaurants, but the person, you know, sometimes you go to restaurants and you'll get a certain percentage of your check, which yeah. is great. We love that they do it, but usually you pick a random night and a lot of people typically forget about that night. Right. Mm -hmm. So you don't get as much as you get, you know, people going in there. Um, so I'd say that's probably a little more overrated. You usually have the same group of 10 to 15 people that go in there and do that, you know? Right. So I would say that's probably one of my overrated ones. Um, and then underrated, um, oh man, we do, we do our Yeti cooler raffles. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a big one, big one for that's, us. We do a Yeti so, cooler. Uh, it's big. Yeah, I see those a lot. I see those uh, popping up. I got some baseball families in the area that seems all like baseball, hockey, that seems filled with uh, various bottles of uh, beverages, yes. family yep. friendly uh, yep. beverages. Family friendly, uh, friendly beverages. <laughs> all right, there we go. All right, Mike, what about you? What do you got overrated and underrated? We'll just go right through these. All right, so I I, I kind of went back and forth on this one. Part of you know the the alcohol baskets to me are always over, but I don't think <laughs> the, no. And this is We're gonna, are we going to all conflict each other's? Because I think my <laughs> I, we might this may happen. I'm I'm just telling uh, you so. Yeah, I so I I went with the the popcorn one, the popcorn fundraisers. To me, I'm a popcorn snob. And the, the tins that they cut, it's just not good. It's, it's not, you could probably go with a lot of those things like popcorn, candy bars. I mean, the stuff that's not name brand stuff. Yes. It's like, right. I mean, that's probably all pretty much over. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. So like, like, I, so, like sell me a good Snickers bar or like, like sell me the real, right. like go to, go to Sam's right. Club and buy the real stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, my underrated is it's more of a gen like a general it kind of our um christmas party this year we had a staff member do we we all bring in gifts um he brought in like a fishing charter and hmm. I, I thought that was kind of neat a neat idea and I, I i looked this up and these are things people do in fundraisers fishing charters uh cooking classes now i have heard you know i talked about this with a couple people i don't want to have to do any work when i when I do these fundraisers, but I think these are neat ideas that are kind of outside the box. So I'm just going as a general underrated, those outside the box fundraiser ideas that aren't yeah. the typical normal idea. Yeah. Well, you yeah. think back to pre COVID the Carlson athletic boosters that trivia night we did was pretty fun. It was a lot of work, but it brought in some pretty good money, but you know, it's, it's just like you said, you weren't necessarily selling things and that sort of thing. My overrated little Caesars pizza kits it's no. not good and then you have to cook it yourself you like it's so i'm buying this thing it's yeah. not even really that good that i'm buying it and then i got to sit there and make it or i just stick it in my freezer it gets freezer burned and i throw it away yeah. like one of the yeah. like like nate, I think we've, like all, nate, we've all been there at one point <laughs> and then there's always that night too where like you don't want to go get anything you're like all right i'll make the crazy bread yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one pizza. and then you, and you also like the the mechanism of it i know i know like we used to have school sponsors that like they get dropped off and they're frozen well you better get them the hell out of here and if this kid's absent or whatever now you're stuck with these and like it, <laughs> yep. it, it's just to, yeah <laughs> yeah like that, that 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 was an easy that was like low-hanging fruit the little series my underrated but i'm coming this from a not a coach's end i'm coming from the person going to the fundraiser, I like the restaurant thing because all I have to do is show up on the night that it's there and oh, eat and man. drink like my my normal <laughs> self, and I feel like I'm donating. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's. Yeah. It, I get it though. You're you're right. I've been on the other end of it when you're putting it on. It's a pain because it's usually like a Wednesday night or a Tuesday. It, it's not a Friday night. It's not a Saturday night because they don't want to 
tie right. into their busy night. Yep. They got to have the flyer. So you got to make sure you have a good parent that's up front with a bunch of, you know, and now I think it's a little easier now in this era of email. Like, I think you can bring in like something on your phone, right? Do they, yeah, I think they're we, a little better. About... Bring on a phone. And then, and then while we're there, we kind of go around to the people that are there and we're like, Hey, you yeah, use that's... this, you know, use this. Yeah. You know? And, and the restaurants are usually pretty cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. They are good. But I'm just saying as far as a, as a donator, it's a great fundraiser. Cause like if someone oh, comes yeah. up to me and says, Hey, oh i don't have to cook tonight i can just go out to eat show my phone and make a fool of myself and order you know 20 boneless wings and and enjoy myself so to me that i'm on the opposite end but i I totally see where you're coming from when you're putting it on it's it's not and you're you're sort of it's a you never know what you're going to get you could have a great night or you could have you could have done all this stuff and you're right it's like your 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 10 players and their families and that was that right so so let me preemptively get this out of the way Real shocker that you picked food as your <laughs> as both overrated, <laughs> overrated and underrated. <laughs> underrated. You know, uh, Hungry Howie's had one that was the the gymnastics gym switched from the Little Caesars kits to because the Hungry Howie's you just sell a certificate to go get a pizza from Hungry Howie's. It wasn't even a yeah. you didn't have to make anything. And I, that one I actually respected a little more. Okay, just only the slip was this you bought the box and it was worth a pizza. And that's yeah, Hungry that's Hungry Howie's did uh did us good. We got Hungry Howie's free for a year. Each kid, oh. did. yeah, we got a um, wow certificate, yeah. So, and with me and my son, we always always doubled up. So he got his certificates, I got mine. <laughs> Detroit Wing Company, we got free wings for a year from them. Jeez. Oh, nice. Uh, Bubba's, Bubba's uh, go all the time there. We we did so many different restaurants, Bubba's. so many. Wow, yeah, so many. Bubba's was huge. Bubba's big shout out to Bubba's. They take care of us okay. there at Bubba's. Wow, and, uh, that's a great. I, I love that place. I, I hear a lot of good things about how good they are to the community. So that's a nice yeah. uh, a plug for them. And their burgers are delicious there too. Yeah, as well. they are. So, yeah. Um, all right. That's going to bring us to our hot mic takes of the week. I don't know. Rick, do you have something for us? I don't mean to put you on the spot. I don't know if you're. The hot mic take. You're filming me on that one again. All right, I mean, so... just anything, anything that's on your mind that you want to just put out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, um nothing youth sports wise i guess if i give a chance to speak at a little caesars we do have a, a little caesars the travel baseball organization kind of put a kind of put a um national team together with some of my players and a sub, couple of kids from the motor city hit dogs little caesars and um uh, west side smash um and we're traveling to georgia in two weeks um to go down to a perfect game perfect games the new you know baseball kids build profiles kind of going down south. So um, that's just kind of something that, you know, we're doing with our tailor-made organization, some of the kids. And um, and then I do want to discuss about the travel thing since we're talking about youth sports. Um, a big shout out to Taylor North because years ago, and this was a big trend, a lot of kids were just leaving Little League Baseball to go to travel. And that's it, right? You started losing a lot of players. Um, and with our president, you know, Doug Cloutier, um, we, they implemented like, Hey, if you want to keep these kids, we got to kind of work around the travel, the travel thing. So we can't, you know, maybe don't schedule some games on Saturdays or talk to these coaches who have travel kids and say, Hey, we still want you to play little league. You know, um, if you play travel, we still want you to stay here. So, uh, you know, that I think if a lot of little league started doing that, like kind of how we did it you'd start seeing a lot of kids stay at little league and, you know, possibly have a chance to do something like we did in 2021. 
That's awesome. That's uh, that's, that's really awesome. good to hear. Awesome. I I was actually thinking that earlier. I I didn't want to monopolize the time at that time with it, but I was wondering about that. Like, cause we all grew up little league. You know, I played at Taylor North Central, so mm-hmm. that that's good to hear that there's still this push. You know, just like anything else, you have to evolve. You know, or die. And that's cool that the that the uh, little league is is doing that, working on travel, because that's the reality now. So that's that's yep. great to hear. All right, Mike, what do you got for us this week? All right, so I, I am I am reaching out to the listener this week. I uh, Mike, you know a lot about this. Rick, I don't know if you, we've ever discussed uh, my my fears. Um, so I can't stand like uh, in this order: snakes number three, rats number two, but number one is needles. And so I, I want to know first. I got this is a two part thing. Number one, I want to know from the listener um it, it, their fears you know do you have any phobias that i do and or or anything you know and number two how did if you've beaten a fear a phobia whatever how did you do it what did you go about doing? rick do you have any anything there on your end um i would have, i'm right up there with you with snakes i don't know what it is i don't think i've ever met a nice snake uh <laughs> you know i don't think any snake ever has any good intentions when they're around you so uh snakes say rats i've never really came across too many rats but i'm good with that for not to needles not so much for some reason uh i getting poked in the fingers to me is worse than than getting a shot in the arm or something like that really? yeah I, i've always been that way um how am i i'm kind of a, a i don't like spiders man i don't like spiders either spiders will will make me miss a night of sleep. I, I really? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. But that's not, is that a phobia though? Or is that just, cause if I see eh. one, I feel it, it bothers me, but it's not, I don't, I'm not fearful. Like I am fearful of getting my blood drawn. It's a, it's a, it's a fear. No, I get that. Yeah. I'd say not so much. You know, we're obviously not around snakes a lot. You might see some, some spiders in the house or something like that. So I'd probably say it's more just, just a, just a fear. But as far as a phobia, I mean, other than heights, I mean, I, you know, I watch, there's times where I, I will watch a video, whether it's on TikTok or whether somebody sends me something of somebody, there was a video that was sent out of one of the photographers at the Dallas Cowboys game. And she was at the very top catwalk at the very top of the stadium. And there was a camera behind her walking. And when that happens, my hands and my feet start sweating and my legs start hurting. Really? Like, yes. Yeah. Like I, yeah. my legs get weak to the point where I got to shut it off. Wow. Cause I'm like, Oh, so yeah. So heights for me. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's me with heights too. Not like in a building I'm fine or like a, not, nothing to do with an airplane or anything, but you're right. Like something like that, like, like unsecured, like I can't even go on the mm-hmm. roof. Like that's, mm-hmm. that, that is a no go. Uh, and snakes aren't really a problem. Varmin, like you know, rats and that sort of thing. I'm not a big fan, but you, the, the problem with your needle thing is it's your health. You yeah. got to go get this taken yeah. care of. I mean, I, you can avoid a snake. You can avoid a, yeah, I can avoid going up on the roof, but you can't avoid the doctor. Well, that's, that's why I need, uh, I, I need the listener. I need some help. I need, uh, and, and, you know, I've tried different you need, things. It's you just need to win one of those Yeti, uh, coolers. And then <laughs> <laughs> you're, help you. you're not allowed to get your blood drawn though. When it's, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> liquid courage won't work. <laughs> All right, for me, for this week, for my hot mic, I thought of this the other day when I was uh, took the dog out in the backyard because I looked out back there and it was a little wet and messy. So I'm like, I didn't, and, and my dog does not like, my dog will stay out there all damn day. And so I'm like, I don't want this dog to come in a mess. So I'm going to take her out on the leash. And I took the dog out. I looked out. It was midday, nothing but gray. 
it's cold. The backyard's a mess of half melted snow and dog crap and mush. And, and I thought, I'm trying to think to myself, what is the, we've already bashed the four, you know, the Michigan four seasons and winter. What's the worst month in Michigan? Is it January, February, or March? That's, that's what I want to know. Cause it's one of those three. It has to be one of those three. Cause you know, it's sort of like December. We can live with it. It's the holidays. But then once you hit January, it's one of those three. And I sort of want to say like, I, when I was out there looking at that, that January backyard, I'm like, I don't even want to be here in this state right now. Like it's been gray that my yard's a mess. It, 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 tomorrow, our, of course, Hawaiian shirt day at Carlson going to be the coldest day of the year we have so far uh, coming up. It's going to be one of those bone chilling days with the low temps. And I'm just, part of me wants to say right now it's January, but I know once we get to February, I'm going to say it's February. And then you think like, oh, March, we start getting into those 30, 40 degree days, but it's still just as miserable in March yeah. coming from a guy that coached track and field when spring sports start up on that March 12th and you know, you yeah. know, you work in the baseball pro spring sports in Michigan for public schools are a joke. Uh, Cause yeah. the weather doesn't start getting good until you're right at the end of the season. So that's mm-hmm. what I want to put out there. I don't, what do you, what do you think? Uh, I'd like to hear what both of you guys think. I, I'm going to say March uh, is not the, I'm sorry, March is not the, because March you, you have a feel something's about to happen. I think early February is the worst. Uh, we're about to enter this. In fact, when the show comes out, it will be because you really, you're still, you're stuck. It doesn't feel like there's any hope on the horizon. Like we're just getting hammered with this cold right now. Early February, like January, we're still on the Christmas hangover. I'm, I'm saying early February is, is the absolute worst. I'm going to say for me, it's March only because you're so already done with it. You're done with the cold. You're done with the January. You're done with the February. It's still cold. You know, it's right around the corner that it's about to be um, a little bit warmer, but you've already spent all most of the, you know, most of the sports have spent so much time indoors over January, February, March, that you just want to get outside and you just can't quite get outside yet for the most part. And so I think it's March, the anxiety, the anticipation of the good weather coming and then you'll check the weather and your 10 day forecast and you're still it's in the 30s nowhere. and you're like, oh, and it's, man. it's another, and it's another 31 days too. March yep. is another, just another dang long one. Yeah. Yep. And like I said, like us, us, us school coaches know, like it's usually March 12th, 13th, you go out there for that first day of, in a practice and it's, there's a wind chill going on or, and I, yeah. it always amazes me that it, it's just, it's depressing. And then not yep. only to mention the, just the ground anyone any and again if you're a dog owner it's even worse this time of year so that's for sure so um well that's gonna bring us here to the end we've had a great episode i want to give a big shout out um you were a great guest uh rick you um uh, i i think your commentary on youth sports and i think part of even your commentary on uh, like little league we need more coaches like you this is because this is the thing like mike and i can both talk about watching youth sports too you're the model of what a youth sports coach should be. You know, we, we, we sometimes only hear about the bad ones out there. You know, the stuff that makes TikTok videos or Twitter videos, people arguing calls at some youth league or rec league. And, um, I, and I truly think, and I think Mike, do you agree? Most people that are doing it are probably good people, but we only see these horror stories, right? Right. right, right. You know, I, I think about the stuff my kids have gone through. I, I mean, I could name the bad things I've seen on one hand, like a couple of fingers, but the good things I've seen, through other, even like, you know, we would play, we'd meet, we'd match up with a travel team that was using the rec league as sort of like a practice and they, they hammered us, but they were good guys about it. You know, they, and, right. and that's what I mean, you know, they, and that's what we need to see more of. Uh, Mike, you got anything you want to add? 
No, I, I echo what you're saying. It's a great, great guest, Rick. It was, uh, it was interesting, Mike, just to let you know how this came about. Uh, Rick is very, very tight with the guy. I'm really tight with Ralph. And uh, after the Michigan Ohio State game, Rick, Rick is an Ohio State fan, <laughs> so they uh, Facetimed me, and you know, Rick said, "I think it'd be pretty cool. Come on!" I'm like, "Hell yeah! yeah. You know, I think it'd be great." Um, so uh, yeah, but this was this was better than I could even imagine, man. Great stories. I do want to. We can give our predictions uh, next week, but next Rick, week, oh, you want to? Yeah, because yeah, we'll get. You want to give your uh, Super Bowl uh, champion prediction? Yeah, I'm gonna say since the Chiefs shouldn't even be there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go Eagles. I'm gonna go Eagles on this. I'm gonna go Eagles. I'm gonna give a score. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 38, 38, 31. Wow, high okay. score. A lot, of, a lot of points. Yeah, I mean they look good, man. They they uh, they. they I, we said that last week when we were doing our predictions uh, that they looked impressive. So, but um, but yeah, but that's it. Um, I hope everybody enjoys this episode. Great. Again, man, we need to do guests more often because like the guests. We, we, we fly high speaking of the Eagles, you know, when we have our guests on. So uh, we, we welcome to February, everybody, the worst month of the year, according to Mike Gervasi in Michigan. So have a great week and we'll see everybody next week. Hey, thank you guys. Thanks, Rick. Cheers.